gonna start? <laughs> no, because I'm here now, and I am Sunny D, and I'm Captain J, and we're the pot smoking. And we're mom. the pot smoking mom. We are coming to you live from two different locations. Life has been lifing, so we are adjusting to life's lifing. Yeah, we didn't want to miss bringing you an episode this week. So this is how we're getting it done. Yeah. Hey, you know, and if you like us, I hope you have subscribed to us. And if you haven't, do so uh, and get all of your friends to subscribe too. We appreciate you when you share our stuff, all of our uh, social media clips and whatnot. Please share our podcast and be friends with us. All of our social media is on our webpage, potsmokingmoms.com. Yeah, and uh, with these uh, remote technical difficulties, I think we need to do what we do so that we can have have even more technical difficulties. I know. Well, I had my impact. I saw you take a hit. No, I was clearing a bowl. I was clearing a bowl so that I could pack a bowl. Yeah, well, here we are. Here's our pot smoking mom's smoke sesh. If you have a bowl or a joint and you'd like to smoke it with us, join us. Join us. What do you have there? What are you smoking? I'm smoking some red velvet runts from Vitacan. And I'm back on my bong. I was taking a J break for a bong break. was sticking exclusively to J's for a while there, but I was smoking too much weed. So back to my bowls. going through so we, my, way hu- too fast. my husband's doing the joint thing now he's lighting it turning it off no yeah. are you just like rolling and just smoking smoking like the whole joint yeah no i <laughs> i would i would smoke a joint throughout the day but i would still i would do still at least like three joints a day at least and that's a lot of weed really when you're rolling. What, is it like Nice it depends how big cheese. your balls are, though, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like sometimes with Jays, I smoke a little more than I need to because I'm just there chilling and just like smoke, smoke, right. smoke. You know, with a with a bong, you just take a couple rips and that's it. You know. And that's my that's why I really like doing the bong because it's yeah. like fast rip and dip. <laughs> <laughs> rip and dip, exactly. <laughs> what are you I smoking? Have- I have Viper cookies from Miami High Life. He was at the um at the Blunt and Brunch. Yeah, Blunt and Brunch. And I was just like, let me just grab something real quick before I leave. I have a funny story with him a little later when we're in catching up. So (laughs) until then, cheers. Cheers. Smoke him up, you got him. (laughs) Can't say that the working from home bit is uh makes my smoking uh any less. <laughs> That's the great benefits of working Are we from catching home. Up? Yeah, um, let's catch up. Oh, I was saying, are we catching up on my the internet wise? Because I was like, I had you on a pause there. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a dial-up. <laughs> we should do like an old school episode where we act like it's like dial-up, and we we're we like should do the bit. get the sound. The... Yeah. 
<laughs> the dial of town. And we show up in 8-bit with little blocks, little pixels. So it's been a fun week. We had the we had the bud crawl and it was a blast. It was <laughs> lots of fun. I huh? It's so hard not being next to each other. It's so weird. And it's just because there's Can you a hear me? Yeah, I hear you. But there's such a delay. So it takes forever. I, I guess there's like a few second delay that feels like a lifetime, especially when you're high. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're on the paper cups with the string. <laughs> Talk about old school. So yeah, the butt crawl. I thought you this go. was gonna be easy peasy. <laughs> I had fun on the butt crawl. Well, uh, let me see if I can get 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 something going here on my end. Here, a picture. We had lots of fun. Uh, oh yeah, where is it? Which I one? already put it. You don't see it yet. Wow. The delay is gonna be a long show. It's gonna be a long show. Oh god. It's gonna be a long show. This is gonna be an editing nightmare. Sorry, Dr. Uncle Jesse. So Gabby came all the way out to come to the butt crawl. Like it was a good two hour drive for her. To like one. We're not worthy. Exactly. Thank you, Gabby. We love you. Thank you for making it out to us. We have to try to do an event a lot closer to her because that was awesome. Yeah, we had lots of fun and we were able to hang out afterwards too and eat some chicken wings. We didn't take a picture talk at about... the restaurant? No. You switched it? You switched the photo now? I did. So cute. Look at There we are two. with They're so adorable. With Joey. He's been on our show before and his wife. She's so cute. She is. I love her. Yeah. Sexy Wayne and Garth. Oh, give me shit. Oh, bus ride. Oh, bus ride. Okay, you guys, you guys. So last week, you guys saw us as Wayne and Garth, but I was Wayne and she was Garth. And that was because it was like last minute and we were trying to get something together and she didn't have her contacts. So she had to wear her glasses. So she was Garth. And I was Wayne, but the intention was for her to be Wayne and me be Garth. So when we were getting ready for the bud cry, I was confirming with D, you're Wayne, you know, what roles we're playing. And she's like, yeah, I'll be Wayne, you be Garth. I'm like, okay, you'll need a plain black t-shirt and some ripped jeans. <laughs> I got the hat. And the <laughs> well, this is the thing. I had a thing. I, I I went. I tried to do too many things, and that's why I burnt out this past yeah. weekend because I just couldn't do it. I was trying to get my daughter to a party from her school, one of her school friends, who she likes and she's talked mm -hmm. about. So I was like, let me let her socialize a little bit, and I squeezed that in before the the bud crawl. Yeah, I had that shirt on, and I was like, "Oh, all I gotta do is put this plaid plaid T-shirt over it, uh, the plaid shirt over it." You're like, "No, that he doesn't wear plaid." So then he wears it like that. There's been scenes where I've seen it wear it around his waist around his like waist. that. But, but yeah, I, he I always should. has a plain black T-shirt, just a plain yeah. black T-shirt. And I had just gone, "Oh, this will be fine." And then, yeah, sexy fucking. <laughs> And then she shows up in a V-neck spaghetti strap tank yeah. with a lace trim on the, <laughs> oh, the V-neck. God damn it. There was a lace trim, yes. And I'm like, what are you, sexy Wayne? 
love- after all this shit you talked last episode about all the sexy yeah. sexy costumes here i was oh, you were missing were your daisy dukes instead of the g <laughs> showing lots of arms there Some- ain't no titties there folks <laughs> just lots of arms Oh my God, no! But it was a great time. We had so much fun. I think you even have. I don't no, know if we want to do video. Yeah. Okay. Which one? Do, I'm gonna do. We sat down for that one. Oh my time. god! <laughs> well, otherwise we would have been flying all over the bus trying to stand and do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was so much fun. Oh my god, but Diane totally won, totally won, and earned that first play. I wish we had a picture. We, I oh. think I have a video, maybe of her. Perhaps is this? Let's see. Let's. I was like, I, as soon as I saw her put the red bow tie on and somebody asked her, because we were waiting for everybody to get there um, so that we could go to the bus, somebody asked her, are you Pee Wee Herman? She's like, yeah. And I was like, she wins. There's I, I, She I, wins. I got there. I got there after you. And as soon as I got on the bus, like as soon as I stepped on the bus, I didn't know that there was people on the bus already. As soon as I got on the bus and I saw her, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> So great, so great. We didn't get to play tequila for her so that she could do the little Pee Wee Herman dance, but uh, if we had known, we would have put it on the on the playlist ahead of time. I know. It was so much fun, and the dispensary showed up with you know some great goodies to hand out. You saw the goodie bags and stuff. It was a good time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I really glad it. I got to come this time, and I didn't I get know. sick. Yeah, I got, and then uh, we got sick after, because then Robert was not feeling too great on uh, that night. Bitch, if I would have gotten sick then, again from y'all on that bus, I would have been so pissed. Thank you for staying home this weekend and not coming over when you were feeling bad. And then <laughs> Robert was like, oh, I feel so bad for Diane and Austin that were sitting right next to me. Did they get sick? No, 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 no. Thank God. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. oh man so uh this past weekend i had an eventful weekend i had my son's 10th birthday in lieu of my annual halloween party it was literally the same night that i would normally host the halloween party that we do um but it was so much fun we had like a big movie night in the back um with i didn't invite any of our friends because all of our kids all you guys' kids are too young for that movie so I, I was like, we saw, the, we saw the trailer and me and Robert were like, oh, this looks yeah, I was like, I can't invite these these kids. Her kids are too young for that. I can't invite Jenny and her kids. I can't invite Apollo either. Like, he's too young for this. I was like, all of my friends, kid, like kids are too young to watch this movie. Even my kid, I wasn't even sure so if he should you, watch it. Did you watch any of it? Was it? Yeah, good? I sat back there. It was it was very PG-13. There was no blood. It was mostly like jump scare kind of stuff. You know, uh-huh. 
Um, but it's it's eerie. Like my son and is so into the lore, and they all reacted when they saw these two YouTuber like cameos in the movie. All the kids are like, "Oh, it's so and so!" Oh, and I was like, "Oh," I thought they were like, "Oh, it's a certain character in the lore that they were excited to see." And they're like, "No, that's a YouTuber. That's so and so." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so apparently, they had like the YouTubers that basically helped get the five nights of freddy like lore like very popularized because they made a lot of content online talking about it so but so it's made a, it bigger it than a video it, game correct it's a video game right okay. yeah it's a very simple video game where like you're get jump scared and like you have to try to survive until a certain time or whatever but like there's a bunch of story and lore behind it uh -huh. and these youtubers like made they a lot of content talking about all the lore and there's even books there's like 28 books on it and it's really creepy lore like this guy murders these five children and then he puts their bodies in the freaking things oh spoiler alert i don't know if any, <laughs> i'm supposed to say that right so like the basically the animatronics are possessed by the souls of murdered children i that is creepy enough in and of itself <laughs> dude say no say no more please yeah it's pretty but weird yeah it's crazy. So like that was started. I put seven on the invitation and of course everyone's late except for one of the kids parents like they live really close. So they were like right on time. They got there at seven and like I don't have that confianza with them. where like they're like, oh, how can I help? Because I wasn't ready. I wasn't done. Everything wasn't ready. I was still like doing shit last minute and I didn't have that comfort with level with them to be like having them help me you know so i was like oh no don't worry just sit down I'm, I'm almost done i'm just doing a few things which you know was true but still uh we had to wait for everybody else to get there to start but um and then as people are arriving what happens my plug shows up miami <laughs> so i've been waiting for him all day but it's not like but it's not like he has like uh he has like the dominoes thing on the top of his car yeah nobody knows what it is but it's so funny i came back in and you know i had the little bag and one of the kids is like who is that i was like oh that was just my friend passing by <laughs> i kept walking to my room put oh, that shit in my office my and locked my friend, go back outside. Leave me alone. Of course, I, there's these kids' parents that I don't know, and I don't know how they accept cannabis, so I can't smoke. They got dropped there. off? The, the kids got dropped off? Oh, the parents all stayed, of course. So, like, we had, I had two sets of parents that I didn't know, and then I had one friend. I had one friend that was here with her kids because her kids are old enough, <laughs> and she was okay with them watching the movie. Um, because they're also uh, nine and ten, I think. But uh, so I didn't know if I could smoke or not. So me and my husband are, are like going out to the front yard and hiding by the cars and taking quick hits off the bong real quick. Nice. And then like we don't want to smell, so that's why we didn't get in the car. And then meanwhile, while we're out there enjoying the movie, which was great, it was nice with a breeze. It was nice out. Yeah, it was really nice. But I could hear all the Halloween parties happening around me. Oh. And it made me so sad that I wasn't having a party. I was like, oh, man, that sounds like fun over there. <laughs> I was like, well, here we are. We're throwing a real ranger here watching a movie in the backyard with a bunch of 10-year-olds. Uh, but, you know, it's okay. It was a different kind of Halloween this year. Hey, but you know what? 
This is 40, y'all. This is 40. <laughs> you have a projector screen. Yeah, we're going to do a movie night now. We could do like, we could even throw like a party and throw, do like, put movies in the background that are just conversation pieces. Yeah. You know? And if we go to the Super Bowl, I'm fucking having a party and we're watching it on oh, that man, shit in my backyard. Sure. <laughs> for sure. You're, yeah, absolutely. Go Dolphins. Go Dolphins. <laughs> They've been killing it. Six and, six and two, man. We haven't had a record like that in over 20 years. Yeah. So that's been my life the last week. It's my life and it's now or never. How has it been working? You've been there for over a week I'm now. Gonna live for, oh, yeah. I love my job. <laughs> I know it's the honeymoon phase. I'm still training. Yeah. <coughs> it's kind of lax. I could fart around a little bit and not like have people hating on me but uh we had like hr orientation today <laughs> and um welcome to my life <coughs> hr stuff uh boring but straightforward and um <laughs> basically you know but uh i really like yo after three months after 30 days i get incredible health benefits and 28 days PTO, that's amazing. And after three months, I get 28 P 28 days PTO. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know what I think I you know what I think it is, Captain J? What is it? I think it's working for young people, bro. Yeah, I think companies are gonna have to adjust because I think the more that companies are ran by young people, the more the young because I feel like that's the generation that's like, listen. We get that you're not like you're a person and you've mm -hmm. got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. We're going to make your life a little easier so that you could be happier working here. A hundred percent. Hopefully as it gets younger in the leadership roles and things like that change, we get like more of like companies doing the four day work week, you know, that would be awesome. Only having to work like 32 hours a week instead of 40 that whole extra day that you get or like even shorter work days. So you have more time, you know, with yeah, your or... at home with your family. Cause you're only with your family when you're working full time, you're only with your family for a short period of time after work before everybody goes to bed. And then mm -hmm. you only have weekends together. Really? I, I honestly agree. I agree with shorter work. I mean, I, had a comment blow up on this one page because I was saying schools don't need to adapt to a long work day. We do not need to keep kids in school longer. We need to keep parents out of out work, of work long. more. Yeah. yeah. It just, you shouldn't be working so long. Eight hours know? is unnecessary. It's unnecessary. And even just that, the, or even if it's just, okay, eight hours, but at least four days, unless instead of five. Make it a little more even. Give us an extra day to ourselves. Make it four, three, you know? Right, right. Some a uh, one day a, a day to get our shit done so that we don't spend the whole weekend get having to get our shit done. Because like exactly. And you need a day to fucking recuperate from the exhaustion of working all week and like just getting the kids to school, like the hustle of everything, doing homework with them, getting them 
to bed, waking them up, all those things, and working the full days. And and let me tell you something. I honestly, if I could never have to work in person again, I will never work in person again. Yeah. I, and, and just having to be here because there's work getting done in the house, even like, dude, the termites people, just people coming for inspections to, for, for, for all this flooding and stuff that I've had and uh, people fixing things and this and that. Just being home to be like, hey, like be around to let people in and let the, them do what they got to do. So and go. much easier. Makes so much more sense. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully. Everybody should be working from home if they can. I, w I wish. But, oh, so one thing that happened, you're not going to watch that Five Nights at Freddy movie, right? You're not. I don't, I mean, it looks cool. I like PETA from, what's it called? So you don't want me to spoil spoil anything? Is it? Is it like terrible? To, whatever, just say it. If, if I see it, I'll see it just to see it. Okay, so Matthew Dillard is in the movie, right? Who he played. He's the one from Scream. Matthew Dillard. Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Yeah. <laughs> Dillard. <laughs> Dill I was like, that's hey, you know off. me, and you know me as celebrity names. I I don't know them. You mean Shaggy from Scooby? -Doo? Yes, Shaggy from Scooby Doo. That guy. So he's in the movie and he ends up being the bad guy at the end and he pulls his, I spoiler alert, I said all that already. <laughs> he pulls his mask off and it, it reveals that it's him. And I literally was like, it's scream all over again. <laughs> it felt like that, like the same, it was like totally an Easter egg for parents. They remember watching scream and him being the guy behind the mask. Right. <laughs> yeah right. I think he was. Yeah, he was the one. He was one of the guys. It was. It was like two it was of them. him and the Johnny Depp look alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, so oh, sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Keep going. No, keep going. Keep going. Well, keep this going. was gonna lead into something else. So after that, the 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 night ended. Johnny's like, Matthew Perry died, oh. and for a moment, I thought it was it was this Matthew. Guy. This guy. Yeah. And I was like shocked, but then I was like, no, he's not Matthew Perry. And then I realized I was like, holy shit, Chandler Bing. Yeah. He's dead, dude. I know. And it, it's it's terrible that I wasn't surprised to hear how he passed away. It's so fucking sad. Did you see all the stuff about his social media posts? I feel like sometimes I, I did. I actually looked at all of that stuff because I my interest was peaked because I had never seen his his Instagram. Yeah, before. I didn't follow him e either. So, so I had even before him. everybody was like, oh, oh, ominous. I was like. People were asking like if he was okay. Weird. Because he was days like, ago, days before it happened. Yeah. They're like, are you okay? Are you trying to tell us something? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You, I sent you that guys. You saw that TikTok I sent you, right? That went I over. I think so. And I feel like sometimes people go really deep into like, but uh, yeah. It, I, I just I, thought the Batman was weird. thing. The I Batman think it was weird. I think the Batman thing, like, it made sense. Somebody said, oh, maybe he was planning to be Batman for Halloween. Like, and he was leading up to that by posting stuff about oh, Batman. Okay, you know what I mean? Because right, right. Halloween was coming that up. Sense. That makes sense to me. I mean, even if he's, like, a super fan, maybe he, like, had a, he, his love was, re his passion for Batman was reignited because he saw 
we name which one the last Batman or what the Christopher Nolan one, whatever. Well, and he liked it, and I don't know. I people get a they're like, oh, he was signaling for help with the bat signal. <laughs> I mean, look. It's really cryptic and sad, those posts. And I do feel like you're right that people look deeper into it. But even before he passed, based on those posts, people were asking him, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? Which, you know? which is also normal because the guy has, everybody knows that the guy has been through some stuff and he's yeah. gone through rehab and he's done this a million times. And I don't think they've released anything yet on like the talks screenings or mm -hmm. they they did say that they found prescription like that he had prescription drugs and that right. was usually his vice. Right. So So it's not surprising and a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are the same as him in celebrities. He's so young. He was like fifty four. I know. He was my fa I was not a huge friends fan, but out of all of them, he was my favorite one. Yeah, because he was really funny. He had such he was a sarcastic, sarcastic asshole. And it yeah, was he has such sarcastic humor. It was Yeah. It's really sad. But it's very cryptic that his last Instagram post was him in the same spot he died and him like i mean look it's very uh, I eerie say, i would say eerie look at this uh look at remember winnie houston and then her daughter yeah, like, that is so eerie like how does that happen and that's and that exactly is, what everybody thought of was of whitney houston also when because she dropped and then like i saw he was doing pr for his book because he just released his memoir oh he did yeah and i and, and this is what's really eerie and not until i found out that he passed all of a sudden his tiktok showed up on my for you page like he has a tiktok account oh. but uh and it was him like the tiktok that popped up on my for you page was him talking about his memoir book coming out and like him talk like just giving pr about it and I was like, that's strange. And I go to look at the page and it's checkmarked. It's him. And, but all, all the posts were just for the book. Oh, and so then he got on TikTok to just start. Yeah, it probably wasn't book. even him that made it. It was probably whoever's PRing the book or something made the account or doing PR for him. Yeah. So I saw a clip of some of the PR for that book and he talked about his addiction and the issues he had with it. And he said, when you have the desperation of a drowning man, he literally used those words. And it's like so fucking eerie that that's how he ended up passing. Yeah. Literally drowning. Sad. It's terrible. And then they posted something recently, which was like, he doesn't really want to be remembered for friends. He wants to be remembered for all of the people that he helped. So I hope his legacy. But uh, he he helped a lot of people. He may not through friends by making them laugh and feel relate to him and stuff and just enjoying his content in there. I understand that not wanting to be pinned down to one thing, but like that's how so many people connected with him, like millions, millions of people yeah. over generations, actually, because even it continues to be a popular show. But rest in peace. Rest, what is it they say? Rest in power, Matthew Perry. It's sad. Matthew Perry. Too Even young. Another one Martin. gone too soon. Way too soon. Even it brought back like the old <coughs> hurts of Robin Williams. Oh, oh, I know. That one still hurts hard. It really does. 
Oh, have you seen Britney Spears' book? Oh, so you know what? I did see that. Not only is that book out, I did see a couple of <laughs> excerpts. And I did I, I have it. You have I have it? the audio because I was trying to cancel my Audible. Uh-huh. And I had a bunch of credits and it was like a couple months ago and I saw that the book was available for pre-order and I could use a credit for it. So I was like, oh, let me pre-order it. So I have it. Have you and heard I, it yet? I started listening to it, but like it was like while I was laying down and I fell asleep and I haven't really had time to listen it's to it. But I've heard a Michelle bunch of Williams. excerpts. Yeah. I've it's Michelle Will. She she does like a little intro at the beginning, like Britney mm -hmm. Spears, mm -hmm. like a very small part, and she explains why she won't read the whole book or whatever and then um michelle williams does the book narrates the book um why don't you we should do a like you know how you guys I to, the, you. to the movies or like the shows we should all do a thing where we listen to the audio book we do together. a book club where we listen to it together yeah we should well, this we one would be really fun yeah, I've heard some very juicy excerpts. I have heard on some too about Justin Timberlake and all this. Oh, Justin Timberlake shit. is being roasted. He's been. Like, I feel like Justin he's been Timberlake getting has been getting roasted for like the last two years. Yeah, year and a half, two years, a hundred percent, and that's totally why why he, he's willing to reunite with NSYNC because it's the only like oh, saving yeah. grace oh he has right now. Like before, like, when he I thought he was hot this. shit and like the best in sync dude yeah. he was not interested in doing a reunion tour or anything now all of a sudden they probably want to do a reunion tour to try to take the heat off of him like in this book like it's like oh will will people still go see it i think they'll still go see it because they love in sync it's not just him you know i need to hear how much of him she talks about just because like is it that damaging yeah, well, or is it I like, heard... oh, we're whatever. He could say like, oh, that was me back then. Whatever, moving on. He was an asshole. Yeah, but I mean, everybody in Hollywood's an asshole. Are we not? Are we still uh, not blind to it? I don't anybody. know. I haven't listened to it yet, but I've I've I heard something about how they got pregnant and they he didn't want to keep it, so they had an abortion, Ooh. and so that was really hard for her and she cried a lot about it and Crimea river came out after that after when they broke up and yeah it's like very dis distasteful yeah and and she, she and apparently like i don't know how i have apparently like the name she wanted to name her baby he his dog that he has now is named that Ooh. why would you do that <laughs> She doesn't say that, but somebody else pointed it out from an article about Justin Timberlake and an interview of Britney Spears talking about baby names. What she that's he's yeah, shady. He's yeah, and then I don't know, um, but you know they had all that history there, and then him talking about taking her virginity and stuff, and yeah, I, I it, but back then. That's the culture that was bred too, because they were both, you know, even it was even yeah. a joke on SNL. They're like, "Oh, he's gonna remember when he did um, on Bringing Sexy Back or whatever that skit, mm -hmm. where it's like him on the boat and it's like in black and white or whatever." And, I remember that. And and he's like, 
I one day I'll have a descendant and he's like, he'll be a, a, a popular pop star and he'll date another popular pop star. And they'll both say that they're virgins, but they're really not. They're, they're really, they're waiting, but they're really not. And I was like, what? You don't remember that? They, that, that joke? Yeah, no? but that, and that's why like now without we're like realizing things and calling things out and not being afraid to like say stuff. We're looking back and seeing a lot of ableist behavior when it comes to like sexualizing young people ridiculously and, and like that and the grossness of like Hollywood and how everybody was just like handed around and well, we should ask our patrons, if y'all are listening right now, do you guys want to do a book club listen? Right now, we just finished watching our shows. We have no TV that we're watching together. We can listen to chapters of the Britney Spears book Britney on Discord. Spears. And it's uh, it's easier because we don't necessarily have to be watching anything. I could pop it in my ears. And you, you know, and you guys. We could like, like oh, we could try to listen to these chapters. Well, because I don't know if everybody has it. What the, the book, Discord the audio oh. book? Oh, in Discord, yeah, I could just play it. We could sh- be in a room together, and you could play it. We could hear and it, and I can play it. Yeah, like we watch the shows together. All right, let's see if we could do that. I think that. I can make that work. That'd be fun. Let us know if you guys want to do that. Yay, yay! Hey, if you're a patron, uh, give us the feedback. We love feedback from mm-hmm. everybody, especially patrons. Check out our website to see how you could support us on Patreon and see all the additional perks that our patrons get. Yeah, and one of those additional perks we had in a very fun uh, pumpkin carving. And they did give us a little bit of feedback during that, that they really liked news nugs and they liked us getting high and reading the news. <laughs> so. So, we're so we're bringing, bringing it, it back. back. <laughs> Full force. Also, we got an award. I want to say. Oh, that's I, right. We got another award. <coughs> hey, are we going to be able to go there? I don't know, bro. A lot of these things are very, uh, you know. It's uh, it's exposure, you know. It's <laughs> my, I don't think my people. I don't want to drive all the way over there. That's the problem. But, Maybe take the, what is it called? The bright line. Oh, I've never been there? on there. I mean, whatever. We'll figure it out. But we got a media source award. Yeah. At the Florida Cannabis, Cannabis Media Festival. Source. The Florida Cannabis Festival. So that, I guess that's another reason why we need to bring back the news nugs. Yeah. it's They like getting the news read to them by our high asses. <laughs> Which brings us to... News nugs. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> News Nugs, Nugs, where we get high and read read the news news to you. you. (laughs) Hey, we did that pretty good with the delay. That's so bad. I know. Hey, and we're doing okay (laughs) without uh, Uncle Jesse, who he is on vacation this week. So Yeah, we miss you, Uncle Jesse. So, yeah, the chaos is because uh, we've gotten rusty for sure. (laughs) Hey, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So our first story for News Nugs is the major drug test supplier to stop testing for cannabis and prioritize fentanyl. 
So I found this very interesting. I'm like, hmm, are they going to stop really testing for cannabis? Like, are they just going to remove it from the testing? So it says America has inched one step closer to a day where employees may no longer have to fear getting stoned after their shift. A major supplier of drug testing kits has announced an updated screening panel, which no longer tests for cannabis and prioritizes testing for fentanyl. Psych Medics, a Massachusetts-based producer of drug testing kits, announced Friday that they would be launching a new five-panel drug test uh, screen that will shift the spotlight from marijuana to the paramount threat of fentanyl amid a nationally changing legislative landscape with regard to cannabis laws and continually skyrocketing rates of fentanyl overdose. Uh, which brings me to this point. I'm still actively calling the bluff. <laughs> well, <that works. laughs> yeah, because they haven't tested you yet. Yeah, which is like, you know, I also think it's kind of standard to just set, put it out there because they could if they wanted to mm -hmm. and they needed to. But, you know, it's like. It has yet to happen. Right. All right. Well, let's hope that continues in that, in yeah, that trend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Psychomatics, which by their own admission manufactured the first commercially viable hair test for the presence oh. of drugs in 1986, said Friday that the way drug tests are currently performed are outdated and do not address the needs of employers or employees. Current drug tests are also not great at detecting fentanyl compared to traditional opioids, according to Psychmedics. As we grapple with an ongoing labor shortage, uh huh, <laughs> and with marijuana's legal landscape evolving in 49 states, uh huh, uh -huh. <laughs> it's clear that the time for a change has come. Traditional five-panel drug tests rooted in a four-decade-old paradigm have failed to evolve in today's drug market and are unable to detect the rising drug fentanyl, Psychmedics said in a press release. Psychmedics drug tests, which use hair as opposed to urine, are also reportedly much more effective than the urine tests at detecting other drugs besides cannabis as well. According to the press release, the new drug screening panels are 25 times more effective at detecting opioids, 23 times more accurate in identifying cocaine use, Aye. and 13, which great, yeah, good, and 13 times more adept <laughs> at pinpointing amphetamine use. So wait, so these aren't like these? I don't, I don't feel like that many employers do the hair testing. I don't. I think a lot of them do the urine testing because it's the most convenient one. And it's so probably is, the cheapest also. So this is just like one company that mostly does, just does the hair testing. So it's not, I don't even feel like it's, maybe they're the first to take this step, but maybe others will do the same, I guess, you know. I don't know. The president and CEO of Psych Medics said in a statement that these updates and changes to a very traditionally based practice are necessary due to shifts in workplace and public perception of risks associated with cannabis use versus the harms and risks associated with fentanyl. Few challenges in the workplace have undergone as dramatic a transformation as the shifting dynamics between marijuana and fentanyl. What? Remarked Brian Hullinger 
president and CEO of Psychmedics. Recognizing the shift, Psychmedics has developed the advanced five panel to abridge the grab. Why is the everybody talking crap? The crap. <laughs> <laughs> the gap. <laughs> The announcement came after a study with Psychmedics said encompassed data from over 1 million drug screenings. Unlike traditional urine testing, which can detect the presence of cannabis anywhere from a few days to around a month, hair testing has traditionally been a source of gripes from cannabis users whose hair follicles can sometimes test positive for cannabis even several months after use. Yeah, bro, can you imagine trying to like detox enough to pass a hair follicle nah, you can't you would have to shave your fucking head i mean i don't know and even that, when, even then we can't fake the hair thing right because you know how people get like that synthesized like urine you know they get that like fake pee and then that works Does that work the, i know people that have used it and it's worked for them oh i'd be scared to use that stuff i was scared too i always just took people's piss I would uh drink that drink and then do the the clean the, the, the cleanse, yeah yeah uh, yeah I, and that I works failed, I fail at the drink because I can't chug shit I don't like oh you never drank Cisco or MD twenty twenties yeah but I wouldn't chug it you have to literally <laughs> chug the fucking drinks and then like two or four pee a bunch like, of times bottles of water yeah, yeah. Pee, like, all right you're up <laughs> am I. Yeah. These new tests aim to change that standard by providing a more accurate reading than urine testing without the associated stigma of unfairly targeting cannabis users. The FDA has already approved the updated form of testing according to the press release. For decades, Psychmedics has remained at the forefront of innovation responding to the ever-evolving needs of our clients. The press release said. <laughs> the advanced five-panel drug screen epitomizes this legacy, offering clients a cost-effective choice to adapt their testing protocols in sync with evolving priorities and employment policies. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. This feels like panel. the yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yada nobody yada. wants hair follicle. No, nobody is asking for hair follicle drug testing screenings for employers. Let's not do this. This is not something we want as a norm <laughs> yeah i don't know i i don't like these guys i don't like them that they're, <laughs> even if they're taking yeah, it, it is nice that they're taking psych med they're, they're taking psych medics they're taking cannabis off their panel that's right. good but yeah so that's good but nobody uses them yeah we hate hair testing don't test our <laughs> hair test our pee <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? If if we really wanted people, if if we feel that they that these things, these screenings that they are doing for some of these harder drugs should work, hair testing would be the best way to do it. That's why they're not using. They're but not like, why does an employer have to even know? Unless you're doing like something. I feel like unless you're doing like some kind of safety kind of job where you're involved with the safety of other people, like why does an employer even have to know? Yeah, like I feel if like um, some people like to some, you know, some people aren't like regular cocaine users, but maybe like, I don't know, I have never done cocaine before. <laughs> but if somebody wants to just do coke one weekend while they're out drinking, it should well, be. Well, the thing with the coke situation is in alcohol is that it. it's. Uh, runs out of your system fast so you know how it takes you a month to be clean from weed it, yeah 
not the same. It's, it's not the same. It's like a few days or some shit. For yeah. Me. So it's like you can't even really tell if somebody does it like that quick or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you're at this marks a step forward. Oh, I thought we were done with this. I thought we were like, oh, forget hair follicle test. Oh, no, we're almost Ooh, done. <laughs> pee -pee, no hair. Pee -pee. We're almost done. <laughs> I, 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 I this marks this a, a step propaganda, forward. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. This propaganda. I think, where do we go? Go yellow. Go start. Some states like California. I think that's all propaganda. A report by Global Marketing. It's psych medics propaganda. It is. It's PR, PR for psych medics. Okay, so some states like California have opted to pass laws restricting an employer's ability to reprimand their employees for cannabis use. But many states, even states that have passed adult use cannabis laws, remain without employee protections for cannabis use. Uh, psych medics, according to their website, supplies pre-employment and employee drug screening services to thousands of companies, including several companies listed within the Fortune 500. So those are big companies. The many, the company credits themselves with pioneering the modern blah, 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 blah. And they, okay, more propaganda. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Psych medics, rah, rah, rah. Hashtag psychmedics. So this is this was high time story on uh this major drug test supplier stuff. I mean, it is good that they're not prioritizing, but I bet you they're saying they're not prioritizing cannabis, so they made a new one without it. But are they gonna stop selling the other one that still has it? Like probably Can not. Can I say this? They used the opportunity of getting rid of that in one of their panels and they use that as a way to market themselves with this piece about themselves. Well, it's like, why we're like, Hey, we get hired, read the news to you, but we also <laughs> decipher the bullshit along with you. And we call exactly. shit out. Like we see it when we're reading this stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like the puns that stoners love to use in serious situations. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes stoners guys and are political activity. Yeah. Like, like I know that it's the bull fun. Pack. A bull pack. I know that it's fun and we could use it where we are for marketing purposes and this kind of stuff. But like sometimes leave the puns out of the situation. If it's a serious situation, even if it's right there and you can have it, just don't, don't. Pharmacies well, in Georgia begin medical cannabis oil sales. Georgia is the first state in the U.S. to permit independent pharmacies to sell low THC oil. I bet you it's like the lowest of all the low, low, low it's, THCs. It's like maybe 10%, if that. That sounds pretty high. Friday, October 27th was a historic day for cannabis in Georgia and throughout the country as it was the first day that pharmacists were legally allowed to sell cannabis at the pharmacy counter. It's, it's so silly to me because, hooray! A but that's really interesting. It's at a pharmacy. No right. other state does it at pharmacies. They've been so weird. Georgia has been so weird with the way that they... Because we've heard from people in Georgia going like, whatever is available... 
is you need to, it's only medical and mm-hmm. it's like super low THC. Yeah, they're just Gosh. dipping their toe into the cannabis legal, the medical cannabis like thing. They're like, okay, we'll do it, but only like very low THC products. Like Drew Leaves opens opening stores over there already and everything. Because yeah, of course. There are opening stores. They're probably opening t-shirt stores wherever they can, so they could just start <laughs> hanging out wherever they could. Dr. Ankit Patel was the Friday. first pharmacist. You missed the thing before. Oh, Friday. I thought I said that already. I did say that already. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Dr. Ankit Patel was the first pharmacist to begin selling cannabis at his pharmacy, Robin's Pharmacy. He said, it's awesome. It's historic. He's a pothead. <laughs> <laughs> I've been following the laws in Georgia about passing it, see? And I've been excited about this possibility for about four years now. When they finally said independent pharmacies will be able to carry it, I filled out the license form immediately after I put this joint down. <laughs> I knew I had to get this. Yeah, dude, he's he's uh, he's definitely one of us, I think. I think so, too. So far, Robbins Pharmacy, located in the city of Warner Robbins, as well as Omega Pharmacy and Allen Pharmacy Group, were among the first to receive a state license for selling low THC medical cannabis products, which is defined as less than 5% THC. Oh my God. You that's see, almost you know, like you that's, 10%. That's and I was like, that's barely, high. Dude, that's like barely over. Oh, wait, no, it's not. I have, what, is the, what is the legal limit? To have THC and CBD, I think it's like 0.3 or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. 0.3%. I mean, like, it's not like that. But, oh, <laughs> boy, like my, my, yeah, less than well. 5% THC. It might as well. Wow, that's that's low. That, that's you're why right. when you said 10%, I was like, that actually sounds kind of awesome. That's kind of high for them. <laughs> that's not like, so bad. That's like, that, can... that 50... Yeah, half no. that. Less than 5% THC, y'all. Okay. Wah, 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 wah. According to People, there are more than 400 independent pharmacies in Georgia that could apply to be a part of the program. In order to obtain approval from the state, pharmacies must receive an inspection from the Georgia Drugs and Narcotics Agency, where they examine the pharmacy's security and interview staff about proper product knowledge and handling. State law dictates that cannabis products must be kept on shelves along with other prescription medicines, according to Allen Pharmacy Group owner Bill Posey or Posse? I think Posey. Posey. Just like all other dangerous drugs, Posey said, blood pressure medicine is also considered a dangerous drug in this circumstance. Every day we sell drugs that I would consider more dangerous than medical cannabis, especially a 5%, y'all. Yeah, 5%. Oh my God. <laughs> my grandma takes that and she's like, this is for sissies. <laughs> Posey's Pharmacy began selling cannabis as of Monday, October 30th. We have already had someone calling. whole someone. <laughs> wanting to know what they can come in and make a purchase. So I know there's no need. We've already had someone calling. <laughs> One person. Lame. Posey told CNN that cannabis is a useful replacement for opioids, which is true. Uh, not if I, I don't know that 5% would make a difference. But. 
The state yeah. allows a total of 18 conditions that qualify patients for medical cannabis. This includes patients with severe, terminal, or end-stage conditions associated with cancer, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, seizure disorders, or trauma head injuries, multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, mitochondrial disease, Parkinson's disease, basically anything Single that... Single-cell disease, Tourette's, oh, and autism... Then... There's like a, it AIDS just goes, it goes, uh, what's epidermolysis? What is that? I've never heard of that. Bolosa? Biosa? Epidermolysis? Bolosa? That sounds like a, like a skin thing. Maybe. Alzheimer's. It helps with high Alzheimer's. I didn't know that. AIDS, peripheral neuropathy, hospice patients for sure, intractable pain and post PTSD. Well, see, post-traumatic stress disorder, that's, I was surprised that they have that there. Because I was like, I was about to say, you got to be at the end of your life here to qualify for 5% THC in Georgia. Yeah, for real. Like, oh, it's terrible. I wonder how long before they're going to, like, up it. I mean, it can be based off of voting, Okay. It has to be the legislators that work and whatever, whoever's making the, how did it get passed in Georgia? Was it by voting or was it by legislature? <laughs> we need to do a little <clears throat> digging around and searching to see, because I've always wondered in Georgia, since we've reported like this, where it's like barely uh, available, mm -hmm. It's news now that far their pharmacies are ha are able to prescribe to have it now to prescribe. Mm -hmm. But it's only oil and it's only five percent. Right. So it's like, how do we even get there? And why is it there just there? Why is it just sitting there? <laughs> well, when we started here, we only had oils and concentrates, but it wasn't low like that. It it eventually added flour, and then you know. We got edibles later. So maybe eventually there'll be changes and they'll get like maybe a little bit higher THC and then they'll start getting flour. And then, you know, it's just going to take time as I guess they see how this program works and as maybe more people are asking for it from their legislators, you know. I know Georgia's down. They they want to pass these laws. That one someone is definitely down. That one someone, yeah, that one someone calling the pharmacy. I mean, at five percent, they're probably gonna stick to their plug until the the medical program gets more robust. Yeah. It's more for people that don't use cannabis but are curious about using it now that they need they have an ailment that may True. they may help with. Omega Pharmacy owner Dr. Jordan Day told CNN that her pharmacy will begin selling medical cannabis sometime this week. She also spoke about cannabis as a way to wean patients off opioids. We'll be able to show them the products, hopefully give them a little bit of information, find out what they're wanting to use it for. Day said, adding that medical cannabis could be useful for replacing general pain, sleep, and anxiety medication. With the pharmacist and the doctor involved, that really is the best thing that the patient could have, they said. Posey also explained that pharmacies like his own are independent and he's able to spend more time with patients that, that he served regularly for many years. We don't just give people medication and say, okay, you're done. We like to make sure that we always treat everyone who walks in like family, Posey said. 
Patel informed all of his pain patients the benefits of medical cannabis. Right now, we're going through an opioid shortage, and I talk to all my pain medicine patients about it, and I let them know that if this is something they're interested in, it's legal in the state of Georgia, Patel said. You know, it's much more natural, less addicting option than opioids. On October 20th, one week prior to the official launch date, Georgia Access to Medical Cannabis Oil Commission Chair Andrew Turnage said that this will increased accessibility for medical cannabis like never before. It's just a 15 to 20 minute drive from where patients are located across the state. It's going to be so much easier for them to get access, access turnage said. It's true, like people, if, if the pharmacist is really taking the time to talk to all their patients about possibly going over, this could possibly, you know, open the world of cannabis medicine to a whole new group of people that never really considered it before. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Governor Brian P. Kemp signed House Bill 324. This is the part that my daughter this is oh, boring. <laughs> but this is what we were wondering. Yeah. How, how it became legal there. Also called Georgia's Hope Act in April 2019. And it took an effect in July 2019. Over the years, I've met with children who are battling chronic debilitating diseases. I heard from parents who are struggling with access and losing hope, Kemp said in April 2019. This compromise legislation is carefully crafted to provide access to medical cannabis oil to those in need. This is simply the right thing to do. The law directs control of cannabis license regulation, cultivation, production, manufacturing, and sales of low THC oil to the Georgia Access to Medical Cannabis Commission. In November of 2019, seven members of the commission were appointed. However, it wasn't until July 2021 when the state revamped its original medical cannabis program and the commission approved six companies to sell cannabis. So it, this was voted in. This was a this was a bill. Yeah. That they signed in. It wasn't it wasn't voters. They brought it in. So that's probably why it's so like vanilla like so diet weed you know yeah 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 baby 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 steps yeah but at least they're doing it it's a start congratulations interesting yeah. use pharmacies but uh, yeah and that's why it's like man you know it it seems it seems a little sus as the youngins would say i don't think it's sus because it's like it's medical, so why wouldn't it be able to be sold wherever other med medicines are sold? And that kind of keeps out, like, big... I mean, I guess there's still true leaves opening there, but, like, it really gives more access than just these dispensaries coming in and, and taking the market, you know what I mean? Yeah, but... It's just these regular independent local pharmacies. Yeah, power to them. I know, I, I, but uh, well, then what is like truly doing there already? They're doing their own thing too. I mean, they got they're their own shirts. No, they're <laughs> selling low THC products. <laughs> but like, like the five percent, because aren't pharmacies just the ones that could? No, they said right now that six oh, companies, right. six companies are approved to sell cannabis in florida i mean in georgia in georgia and i know we know for sure truly has already started right. opening stores there we've seen it i wonder what um, it was based off of you know 
how they approve those companies. Probably a license, like an application process. But now we're also brought back everybody's other favorite segment. <laughs> Hold on, I have to take the news ducks, Captain. <laughs> yeah, that you got it. You're doing great, though. <laughs> Miami. So in this episode of Eat the you Rich. Me this? I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You sent me this and my my my, my blood, blood got, boiled. started boiling. Yeah. I, and then I, saw I was another... like, oh, D's gonna love oh. this story. <laughs> and then and then it, and then there was another you know like another story to click. And it was another stupid story about dumbass rich people. <laughs> but let's get into it. <laughs> let's get right into it. So, rich Miamians are designing entire rooms for online shopping packages. While we're scraping together whatever we can <laughs> to make it, folks. Entire rooms. I have created this room for dozens of clients, says one local interior designer. Tales of the fact that that local, I'm sorry. The it's fact okay. that that local interior designer has a job and the audacity to say that he's created this room for dozens of clients for dozens of clients makes me want to choke him. So, yeah, so dozens of clients. Tales of unusual rooms in wealthy homeowners' mansions are aplenty, with elaborate in-house bowling alleys, aromatherapy dens, movie theaters, and an occasional wine mine popping up in homes of the oh richest God. of the rich. In the online shopping age, a new testament to extravagance has surfaced. Enter the Amazon room. In late 2020, months after COVID-19 began to spread across the nation, a trend reportedly emerged of mega-rich Californians building entire spaces in their homes to store and sanitize online delivery packages. By store and sanitize? Because it was during COVID. Oh, oh yeah. High-end home buyers in Hollywood were said to be explicitly seeking the room out while shopping for new property. What? So they're like, oh, does it have a, uh, when they're doing their home shopping, like it's on their must-have list that it has right. a package uh -huh. room. Lo are you going <laughs> to love it or list it because it doesn't have your Amazon holding tank room? <laughs> Give me a wow. <laughs> it was only a matter of time until the fad made its way to Miami. The mecca Warm of time. all things extra. I like that. <laughs> According to one local interior designer, as e-commerce remains popular post-pandemic, wealthy Miami home buyers have increasingly sought to build the amenity in their homes. Though the room's sanitizing function may have fallen by the wayside. Remember when we were <laughs> spraying Lysol all over our groceries, guys? Yeah. These people had rooms they would do them in. Yeah, they Somewhere it. it was called our kitchen. To them, <laughs> it was called a whole other room. Some residents apparently feel they need a dedicated spot to stack their never-ending stream of online 
unnecessary purchases. But like, why are they all just sitting in the room? Like, don't you have to take it out of the box and put it wherever the purpose is? Like, Captain J, when you're <laughs> rich, you buy things and then you forget about them. <laughs> that is a room for you to forget about it and then go, oh my God, when you need it, you're like, didn't I order it? And then you go to your Amazon room <laughs> to look and then you look through all the packages. Wow. Okay. Over the past few years, more and more people have requested this room. <laughs> Stephanie Halfen, a Miami architect and interior designer, tells New Times, I've created this room for dozens, dozens of, of clients. Halfen <laughs> <laughs> is the founder of SDH Studio Architecture and Design, a high-end oh. interior design firm based in North Miami Beach. In recent years, she says her clients have requested the rooms for the storage of not only Amazon packages, but also boxes from online grocery or designer clothing purchases. They just want a room to like be able to go to for all their deliveries that day. And then like, I don't know. I don't understand this. This is really weird. So she believes the trend, the trend has become more popular as people turn steadily more to online shopping. But why is it like, like, you have to use it. I don't understand. Like it can't, it doesn't just sit in the box in a room, especially groceries. Yeah, but they get so many of them. They're just getting so many boxes for everything in their life throughout the day that. That's they, so wasteful too. That sounds very, very wasteful. They need a room dedicated to organizing and dispersing of the things. Like, honestly, I'm trying to cut back on anything and everything that I don't need to get from Amazon or from 100%. Shipping. 100%. So why are we even being so, it's just so over, it's like, ugh, access. It is. It's ridiculous. Buy from local people. According to the Federal Reserve data e-commerce, as a percentage of a total retail sales in the U.S. has climbed roughly 6% in 2014 to, to more than 15% in 2023. I typically work with high-end clients building and designing their luxury dream home, Halfin says. They see these rooms as part of modern life. Halfin describes the rooms as often being a bit larger than a closet or roughly the size of storage room or a coat room. You can walk into them, she says. I don't understand. It goes without saying <laughs> that having a room dedicated solely to piles of cardboard boxes is far from, is far from the norm, <laughs> especially in Miami, which remains the least affordable housing market in the country. Yeah, like people are like trying to find affordable housing. Yeah, here. people people are probably you might impossible. be able to rent out. You might be able to rent out your Amazon room at some point if you need if you <laughs> can't afford to have the Amazon to have buy. They're the rich. Stuff. Why wouldn't they be able to have a if they want an Amazon? They need an Amazon room. They have no problem. They're not going to need to be tenants from their own house. They probably own I'm, multiple properties. They already have tenants at. I'm just saying. People need to live somewhere. So Yeah. So it says, since 2019, rental prices have increased more in Miami than in nearly any other major metro area, according to Zillow. One recent study found that the average renter in Miami must make a six-figure salary to avoid being classified as rent burdened. 
Rent burden means someone who spends more than 30% of their annual income on rent. Tell me that... why I shouldn't why I shouldn't hate rich people. <laughs> you know, what does that mean where the guy has a sign in the table and he's like, I hate rich people. Like, like fight me. Like, tell me why I shouldn't. Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, on this episode of Eat the Rich. Really? Amazon rooms? The rooms dedicated to your Amazon packages and your just grocery like, packages. And like, I feel like it's just like they need a holding location for all the packages. They get so many every day. They need a spot where their workers or like whoever they have working in their house can like disperse the stuff to wherever they need to go. And I don't understand. I do. Rich people suck and they have too much money. They have so much money that they have entire <laughs> rooms dedicated to shit, to buying shit they don't fucking need. End of story. <laughs> and speaking of that, I don't know if we, I don't know how to make the, how Uncle Jesse did it last time. What thing? The, we have reached the end of the show. Oh. Um, remember we did it last episode for the first time? <laughs> We might have to the um, end of the show jingle. We might have to save it. I don't remember. We'll we'll ask him. He'll be back next week, guys. But until then, we want to say thank you to our patrons and to our listeners. Those of you guys still listening now, thank you so much. And a special thank you to our in the rotation and OG patrons. Destiny. Lauren. Christy. Denise. Peaches. <laughs> Meredith. Natalie. Angelina. Jenny. Catherine. Jay. Jesse. Diane, Gabby, and Leslie. and Leslie. What? Thank you guys so much. We love you guys. Yeah, we always have so much fun with you guys. A lot of them showed up at the Bud Crawl. We appreciate you and how you show up for us. We hope we show up for you. Uh, hey, you too can become a patron. Do it. You can get early access to show, inside information. Uh, additional content and just um, access to our Discord server. It's lots of fun, guys. You should also subscribe, rate, and review. Share our content. That also. Thank you so much, guys. Love you. Happy. See you next week. See you later. Wait, I'm supposed to do the thing again, right? This.